We're going to ask that our brother Aaron come forth. I'm excited to see you, man. Merry Christmas. Jesus, we love you. Feliz Navidad, Merry Christmas. <laughs> Amen. It's wonderful to be here with you in this capacity. Uh, I was well and told that I'll be doing this today. So. <laughs> they snuck it in on me when I wasn't here. I was like, oh, okay. All right, this is what we're doing? All right. <laughs> I was thinking this morning, um, another time that the 25th fell on a Sunday years ago. And I remember uh, we got up extra early to open up gifts. And then we still got dressed and went to church. And, you know, as a, as a kid, you, you're sitting there with your friends and like, what'd you get? Oh, I got, I got this and, and, and I got, and I got this watching. And it's just fond memories of those times. And, I remember when you, that year I, I got a, it was a, our, our Game Boys, our handheld gaming devices were a little bit bigger than what, what they are now. It was about this tall, about this wide. It was a Star Wars video game. <laughs> so I took it to church and <laughs> had to show it off. <laughs> but yeah, fond memories. But now, you know, the expectation isn't quite the same. As you get older, <laughs> you know, the, the anticipation is it's a little bit different. Like this morning when I left, my kids were still asleep. So I was like, oh. So two of them were still asleep. One had to go to work this morning. And our oldest is on her way here on the train. So it's a lot going on, but thanks be to God. We're excited. And I'm, I'm glad to see all the faces here. So uh, won't be before you long. We want to get out um, so that you all can continue celebrating. Uh, I'm going to invite you to stand as we read the word of God, as is our custom here at River City. So our text will be from John chapter 1, verses 1 through 5 and 9 through 14. And it reads, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. 
He was God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Verse 9, the true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision, or a husband's will, but born of God. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. This is the reading of God's word. Please be seated. So typically, that's on, Chris, on the Christmas day, you know, we, we talk, of course, talk about the birth of baby Jesus, and we're going to talk about that today as well. But I, I would like to focus on, again, the, the anticipation um, of the coming of Christ. The, the setup, if you will, that happened before Christ came. So um, I'm going to be focusing more so on John the Baptist. And um, scriptures, we're going to go through scripture and, and take a look at how this is um, significant. So um, now this isn't on the screen, but I'm going to read John chapter 1, verses 6 through 8. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning that light so that through him all might believe. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. So if I were to title the sermon, I would call it, They Wasn't Ready. Yeah, I know it's not grammatically correct. It's not the King's English, but they wasn't ready. See, there there are some prerequisites that need to take place. There is something that has to happen prior to the thing. And we see this all the time. We see it in our education system. We see it um, if you want to get a driver's license. If you, even cooking, you have to have some, something that needs to take place prior to you doing that thing. And all of these things require some preparation. Uh, I have a friend who um, grew up within church, and she used to date this guy um, who was studying to be a, an attorney. That was different. <laughs> and so he, um, this guy she was dating, he took the bar. So you, gotta, you go to school, then once you graduate, then you got to take this test called the bar. And he failed the bar five times. 
He had to take it six times before he passed the bar. Okay, I mean, the bar is is, is difficult. I mean, it's, we understand. Most people don't pass it the first time they take it again. You know, they do better the next time. Even if you have to take it a third time, be like, okay, I got it. I didn't figure it out. I didn't got my process down. I got this studied. Knock it out. But six times? Bro, you might want to think about doing something else. <laughs> But who knows? He could be the best lawyer who to ever practice law. I mean, after after that, that many times of going through a process, because you think about what he learned in that process. So by the time he finished, he had conditioned himself to face adversity, to overcome it. He had learned how difficulties come, but if you persevere then you will overcome. So that process is important, the process. So, and it really, if you think about it, it only takes once, one to do something once to be great. Think about it. How many times did Usain Bolt have to break the record to be considered great? Michael Jordan, Kobe, LeBron. How many times you got to hit a game-winning shot to be considered great. Now, the GOAT, that's different. To be the greatest of all times, you got to do something consistently to be considered the GOAT. But to be great, it only takes once. So, to give you an example, there's this kid who went to ETHS. This is about three, two, three years ago. Uh, he played basketball. So, uh, they, were, they were playing this team, and Basically, they had lost. It was, it was a few seconds left in the game. Um, they were just doing formalities. They had to run the clock out. So, Everson had the ball. They they tossed. They inbounded. The guy took the ball, threw it full court. It went in, beat the buzzer, and it won the game. Now, this kid hadn't done much up until that point. <laughs> he hit the game winner. And he got interviewed on ESPN and Sports Center, and he got his name in the in the uh, high school's Hall of Fame. It's like he hadn't done anything since, but uh, at least I don't think he could do other things. But it took that one thing, that one time, for him to be considered great. It was amazing, though. You know, everybody lost their mind. So Jesus was introduced into the world, but there was a precursor, and John was that precursor. So let's read from chap, uh, Luke chapter 1, verse 39. I think you have that. You can pull that up. So let me give a little context first um, with this passage. So John the Baptist was the son of Zacharias, or Zechariah and Elizabeth. And Zacharias was a priest, and his job was to burn incense in the Lord's temple. Um, and they would do it a week for an entire week. So David had divided the priests up into these classes. And so the lineage would depend on the lineage um, that you fell under. Then you were a part of this particular group. And each group had a specific time um, 
to serve. So David had divided them up to 24 different classes. And so um, Zacharias was one of these classes. So one time while he was on his job, the angel Gabriel came, appeared to him and told him, you and Elizabeth, your wife, about to have a baby. And you're going to name him John. And then that same angel, Gabriel, a little bit later, went and told Mary, also, you're going to have a baby. And you're going to name him Jesus. So Mary was like, well, look, I ain't never been with no man, so I don't know how that's going to happen. And Gabriel's like, look, the Holy Spirit's going to come. It's going to take care of that. Just like it took care of Elizabeth, your, your cousin Elizabeth, she's also pregnant. She's six months pregnant, so she's due anytime. So he took care of her, took care of her he's going to take care of you. So she said, okay. And, and Gabriel said, well, in God's word, it never fails. So I'm the Lord's servant. Whatever you say, so be it. So that's the context of this passage. All right, so Luke chapter 1, verse 39. At the time, Mary got ready and hurried to a town in the hill, in the hill country of Judea, where she entered Zechariah's home and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. In a loud voice, she exclaimed, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the child you will bear. But why am I so favored that the mother of my Lord should come to me? As soon as I heard the sound of your greeting and it reached my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. Blessed is she who has believed that the Lord will fulfill his promises to her. So when Elizabeth heard Mary speak, Mary being filled with the Holy Spirit, that's when John the baby leapt. When Elizabeth heard the sound of the Lord, she heard the sound of the Lord because Mary was filled with the Holy Spirit. So when Mary spoke, it was as God is speaking. And when Elizabeth heard that, what was inside of her leapt. So in other words, if you hear God speak, there's a quickening on the inside. What's alive inside of you should respond to the voice of the Lord. Amen, lights. So let's keep going. All right. So Luke chapter 1, verse 76. Now, this is Zacharias. This is John the Baptist's father speaking. He's prophesying. Verse 76. And you, my child, will be called a prophet of the Most High. For you will go on before the Lord to prepare the way for him, to give his people the knowledge of salvation through the forgiveness of their sins because of the tender mercy of our God, by which the rising sun will come to us from heaven to shine on those living in darkness and in the shadow of death, to guide our feet into the path of peace. So in other words, Zacharias is saying to John, you're going to go forth and get people ready for what's to come. So you, you, can't, you can't just get the thing because you won't understand what it is. They wasn't ready. 
So you're probably saying to yourself, well, Aaron, how do you know that? Well, because John 1.10 told us. He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world didn't recognize him. So what do you mean they didn't recognize him? they, They didn't know him. So they were unaware. They had no knowledge of. They they couldn't perceive. They didn't understand. You can't just get a thing because you won't understand it. There, you're not ready. There needs to be some preparation beforehand. You need to be informed of something so that once it happens, then you can fully conceive it. So the process of preparation makes way for the appreciation for the glory of what's to come. Let me say that again, because I know it went over your heads. The process of preparation makes way for the appreciation for the glory of what's to come. The process of preparation, that means doing a thing, makes way for the appreciation so that when it happens, you will understand it and you will better appreciate what you've just received. Are y'all hearing me? Amen, amen. So, show of hands, how many went through or are going through the education system? Raise your hand. Going through education system, all right. Did you go through in succession? Did you go to kindergarten, first grade, second, third? Went through all that. Okay. If you go to kindergarten and then you skip to the 12th grade, what's going to happen? Say it again. You're a genius. (laughs) You are. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) But for most of us, who are not geniuses in that way. We all have a hidden genius, right? But for most of us, we have to go through the process because if we don't, there's no way that we can comprehend or understand what's happening. We won't know what's going on. You're you you are a fifth grader and you're working with 18-year-olds, 17-year-olds, and you just want to play. So if you turn 16 and you've never driven before, you've never studied the laws of the, of the road, and you go and try to take the driving test to get your license, what's going to happen? You're going to fail. Why? Because you didn't go through the process of learning. Yes, you didn't go through the process of learning. So you won't understand how to properly operate the vehicle and navigate the roads. Be out there tearing your mama's car up, <laughs> running people over and whatnot because you don't know what you're doing. You haven't been prepared for the, for the thing. So you can't just get it without knowing how to properly function in it or understand it. Amen? Amen. So that's why John the Baptist was necessary. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning that light so that through him all might believe. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. 
In other words, God knew that before the word became flesh and dwelt among us, we would need someone to inform us, to set expectations before we see the glory of the one and only son who came from the father full of grace and truth. See, when they spoke together, Mary and Elizabeth, and the spirit in Mary spoke to the spirit in Elizabeth, there was a reaction. There's a preparation. He was getting set up to be, be the one who would show us the way prior to Jesus arriving because we couldn't fully be able to comprehend what's going on. If Jesus just showed up, who is this? What's happening? What are you doing? That ain't, what? What's, so none of that we would understand because no one told us about it. We weren't prepared mentally. So John is the one going before everybody saying, hey, make way, prepare thee the way of the Lord. He's coming. Some of what's going to happen. There's a preparation that needed to take place in order for us to receive the glory that was coming and to comprehend and understand it. There was a, a point that John had to defend himself because of his preaching. He had followers, he had disciples as well, and they had to, um, he had to, people misunderstood or mis mistook him for being the, the savior, the one. He's like, no, I'm not him. Somebody else is coming is greater than me. But I'm just preparing you for that. There was a, John had testimony when Jewish leaders in Jerusalem, and they would send priests and Levites, and they would ask him, who are you? Are you the one? No, I'm not. I'm not him. He had to say this multiple times. Okay, well, who should we say you are? I'm the one who's preparing the way. I'm, I baptize in his name, but when he shows up, he's going to baptize not with water like I do, but with fire. John was necessary. John was a precursor because they wasn't ready. They wasn't ready to receive the glory who was to appear as Jesus, the son of God. So that's why John testified. John testified, verse John, uh, John verse 1, 1 through 18, he says this, this is he of whom I said, he who comes after me has surpassed me because he was before me. Out of his fullness, we have all received grace in place of grace already given. For the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God, but the one and only son who is himself God and is in closest relationship with the father has made him known. Make some noise unto the Lord, for he is good. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, God. We bless you. We bless you for the revelation of understanding that you are the glory that was promised. And on this day, we celebrate that goodness. We celebrate the power. We celebrate the love, the mercy, the grace that is given even on top of the grace we've already received. As we celebrate this Christmas, we celebrate your birth, your life. God, we pray that you will remind us that in all of our giving and all of our activities today and all of the 
time we spend with family, friends, that we don't forget the true meaning of this day, that we don't get caught up in the things, but we are reminded of the purpose of the one who came, the one who wrapped himself in flesh and dwelt among us. We thank you, Father, for the gift of your love in the form of your son, Jesus. As we pray in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, Merry Christmas once again. And we're going to invite you to stand as we sing this last uh, song of worship.